Today, we have an important topic. We do. Every year. Every year. And it's getting older each year. Yeah. This whole like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Here's the thing. I hate when people nowadays say it like it's a new idea. Right. Yeah. I'm okay with it popping back up in the conversation. But when people are like, hey, guys, guess what my favorite Mm -hmm. Christmas movie is? You'll never guess it. Die Hard. Yeah, it's like, like I already guessed okay, it. I, I knew mean, you were going to say that. Like you set it up in such a way that I knew you, you weren't going to say like Miracle on 34th Street or whatever. Right, like, right. Was that the right I, street? Did I say that? 34th Street? I think it's 30. Is it 31st? 32nd? You can really tell we know our Christmas movies. <laughs> There's too many streets. <laughs> There's too many streets. There's too many don't, streets. Don't pull, your, don't pull your Jerry Seinfeld voice out. <laughs> oh, Miracle man. on 31st Street? I think that's right. It's it's got a better ring to it than thirty fourth. I can tell I you that. I was planning much. on saying it with confidence. Oh, and which just by going the over it. By the way, speaking of calling things by the wrong name, yeah. On a previous episode of ours, mm-hmm. I called the Legend of Zorro, the Mask of Zorro, and Wait. it's called the Legend of Zorro. Oh, I didn't even catch. So that. I messed it up. Good thing we don't have a large audience. <laughs> yeah. To really hold our feet to the flames well, on movie titles. Speaking of that, I was re-listening to the last episode. Yeah. And I mentioned like, like we were like well into the podcast and then yeah. I gave the welcome and I made a joke like, oh, isn't it weird that I always like do the welcome like seven minutes in? I was already, 17. I was already like 17 minutes in. <laughs> I was so off. I noticed the same thing because, uh, but it made me feel kind of good because I was like, that we were just having, we were just ha- two buddies talking. My sense and of time, time got away from us. I have no idea. I could not tell you how long we've been talking. I couldn't tell you how long we've been it talking. It feels right now. like three minutes, but it's probably thirteen. Yeah, it's been a little while, probably. 10. Anyway, the topic of the video. Yeah, yeah, the whole like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the point now where I've accepted it. Which, by the way, I'm completely fine with considering Die Hard a Christmas movie. I've got no problems with that. No. Not at all. It's just the idea that people like might think it's an original thought to yeah. have Die Hard be their Christmas movie. At this point, it's accepted. Yeah, it and is. And that's what I was going to say. It's like my arc. Like, I remember the first time I heard that a long time ago, it blew my brain. Yeah, I was like, it like is everybody. And then I went to the contrarian mode where I was like, it's not, it's drop it, it's stupid. Right, right, right. Blah, blah, blah. I wasn't fun to be around back then. And now I'm just like, okay, yeah, you know what? It is. It's accepted. Cool. We're fine with it. Yeah. But now I have a different issue. Ooh. Yeah. Which you probably guessed from the thumbnail or the title. <laughs> yeah. My other issue is, okay, how come Lethal Weapon isn't getting any love? Because it has just a right to the Christmas movie title as Die Hard, if not more of a right. I actually, in preparation for this conversation, mm-hmm. rewatched Lethal Weapon because... I am a big Lethal Weapon fan. In fact, mm-hmm. I have a text conversation dating back oh. like a year or maybe two mm-hmm. with your brother saying, you guys need to do an essay on oh, Lethal Weapon. That's right. And uh, it never happened. It never happened. <laughs> but that conversation exists somewhere. And I now remember it. In which I was trying to convince him to do it. And I'm a big Lethal Weapon fan. I like Lethal Weapon. And I think it's really cool. And uh, I am glad to be yeah. in the mix of this conversation because I think 
that after rewatching mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon in preparation for this, there are many great little Christmas details in the movie. Yeah, there's a lot. I actually just rewatched it tonight um, to like really absorb like all the Christmas elements. Yeah. And there's more than I even remember. While and you were eating your little sandwich. Eating my tiny Jimmy John <laughs> yeah. sandwich, my mini Jimmy. Yeah. Little Jimmy. I'll be interested. I'll be interested to to see if you caught one of the things that I caught. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. I think I remember that text conversation and I guarantee you my my reply was something like, uh, we probably need something more, uh, a more solid thesis than a uh, uh, lethal weapon is cool. I know that's what that's, your face was I probably, was exactly. Like, probably. I probably said it just like that. Look, I'm sorry, all our every, YouTube videos. Every video starts with the idea of something being cool, okay? Yeah. Well, at the time when the channel started, why it's great, like I got really irritated because not every video can just be the premise being let's just explain why this is great like it's just a little too <laughs> sure. we need to find a more specific thesis or like argument to make than just this is cool i understand what you said because saying. then it could just go anywhere sure but i i'm sure i was annoying <laughs> sure. how i expressed that sure um i don't think i even had the discussion with you maybe your brother talked to you about it maybe and you did. shot it down or something oh yeah oh man i'm revealing all the things i said in private <laughs> like we can't do that dan that's stupid that's the dumbest that's idea so i've ever heard. so anyway here we are yeah. now making a video are. about lethal well then i remember because you saying that i think started my conspiracy theory about yeah. lethal weapon mm-hmm. and the nice guys which we'll get into later yeah 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 but first i think we should start with the basic question of what makes something a Christmas movie, because that will inform the rest of the discussion. Yeah. I think, uh, I was thinking about this a lot while I was watching lethal weapon and it seems to me like the things that make a Christmas movie, a Christmas movie are, um, I, I think of course it has to be the Christmas season. Um, of course there have to be like certain, um, Christmas like beats that you hit. There have to be some Christmas songs maybe in there. There has to be maybe snow. There has to be maybe, um, a, and actually I think this is the main thing I think that makes a good Christmas movie is at the end, by the end of the film, (laughs) By the end of the, the, end film, of the film, by the end of the film, the of the film, you should feel a a mm. sense of like acceptance, like mm. like you feel like a joyful, like warm and toasty feeling of like there has been like maybe some turmoil within like said family or yeah. whatever the movie's about, but they've kind of overcome it and accepted each other and like moved on and and and. Uh, the idea that like Christmas is all about kind of unifying and, and, you know, coming together and, and, uh, looking over, uh, and, you know, forgetting our differences and stuff like that. So I think like it has to have those feelings. Yeah. I actually have a similar argument. Okay. I think, yes, in general, you need like Christmas aesthetics. Yeah. Because if you just have like a theme that is somewhat, parallel to christmas but there's no like reference to christmas or aesthetics it's like how could you ever say it is i think a lot of christmas movies lean too hard on the idea that all you need is christmas aesthetics to make a christmas honestly i think the best christmas movies are the ones who that aren't like in your face trying to tell you they're a christmas movie it's just like 
Christmas is in the background, and then thematically it matches something with Christmas, but like that's kind of where it is. Yeah. Like you don't want it like in your face being like, "Hey, this is about Christmas." Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, because if I really think about it, there are lots of movies, a ton of movies actually, where Christmas is shown, mm-hmm. or there's Christmas in the background, Christmas yeah. elements, but like you wouldn't call it a Christmas movie. So right. like, where does that line end and begin? And so I would say, yes, you need like Christmas music, Christmas aesthetics, so visuals. You need the holiday to take place somehow in the background of the movie. But most importantly, you need all that. Plus, I'm going to piggyback on what you said. I was just thinking about this tonight. I think all Christmas movies, like true Christmas movies, are about redemption. Exactly. And that's where Lethal Weapon comes in. Overcoming some obstacle. Yeah. Overcoming some insurmountable challenge. Yeah. Because like, all the... Yeah. Well, because whenever you think about like some of the best Christmas movies... Mm-hmm. And, well, and also, I think dynamic change. Yeah. I think that it they all have in common. And I think good stories in general have this in common. But I think Christmas movies in particular have in common... Um, the, the lead character or the characters in the movie going through a, a big change from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie yeah. where they felt one way at the beginning and they completely turned around and like were redeemed by the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah, I think, yes, but more specifically, it has to do with like moral redemption or um, a, how do you phrase it, a... Um, reuniting with family or self because like all the best Christmas movies or and stories like even if you go to like the classic like um uh Christmas Carol Grinch even Rudolph it's all about isolation then leading to reconnection Christmas Carol yeah but like think of it like what's the archetypal Christmas protagonist a Scrooge a Grinch yeah um or even look at um um jingle uh, all the way the Jimmy Stewart movie uh yeah it's a wonderful life. it's a wonderful life it's about someone who feels isolated depressed yeah. alone or someone whose heart is hardened and then they are softened and they like are reconnected with family humanity yeah yep. like that's a Christmas story yeah and I think to Die Hard Die Hard's credit and Lethal Weapons that's the core of those movies yes yes a hundred percent. And I think both with Riggs and McLean, they are what awesome names. <laughs> no kidding, man. Can you imagine either of those movies without names like McLean, Murtaugh, and Riggs? Riggs? No, like, I can't. Which just... both movies? Uh, we might have to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, where are you going? Both movies have a don't make my editing harder for me. Have a white and black lead lead character role that is like they they become like best friends by the end of the movie. Yeah, which I had never connected those dots because I think you think of McLean as like a like a lone wolf kind of Mm -hmm. because he's going around the building, but he's not. He's He's got got the Family Matters guy. Yeah, he's got his buddy there the entire time. Um, I don't know if there's something conscious about that or if that just happened to be what it was. I don't know. That just happened to be what it was. But uh, no, I think both with McLean and Riggs characters in those movies, they are um, starting off the film very down on their luck, depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, just it seems like life is stacking up against them. 
and then they have to overcome some large insurmountable opponent or mm -hmm. ac accomplish some big task and by the end of it they're they're completely changed and redeemed and and uh yeah. and uh their eyes are open to to the joy in the world yeah. once again yeah uh, um so they both have that in common what else do the movies have in common i mean they're both action movies yeah well they're but well funny thing about that i was just reading about this um do you know why at that time there's an emergence of like action movies that are tied to Christmas. So like Die no. Hard, Lethal Weapon. Why? Producer Joel Silver had the idea that if you set all these action movies at Christmas time, you'll get more residuals because every year the networks oh my will be more motivated to show them on TV. Like every, no way. every year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he was right. That's hilarious. Yeah. Whoa. I had never even thought about that that's crazy yeah and it's interesting because shane black writer of lethal weapon carried that tradition yeah um, and it's kind of become like a mainstay of his yeah but yeah joel silver silver just had the idea of like hey if we put them because die hard came out in like july and i think lethal weapon came out i don't know if it came out around christmas time or not but it's yeah. like if we set it at christmas and have christmas elements we're going to get lots of residuals every year on TV. It's going, going to, be, to, play it's going to it. be played. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. That's some Ingenious. galaxy brain stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, it is dude. <laughs> but uh, to get, let's get more specific yeah. and maybe talk about each, um, each film's Christmas elements and like which one out Christmas is the other. Yeah. I'm going to admit right off the top. What a dumb competition, <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? I see now. Whenever you said, I'm going to admit right off the top, mm -hmm. I thought I knew what you're going to say, <laughs> which I, but I didn't. Well, you said this is dumb. And I was like, oh, well, what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say lethal weapon oh. all the way. Oh, yeah. Has I, I, more, I'm gonna, I was going to get to that. It uh, has more Christmas elements. Lethal weapon is, I'm not saying it's the better movie. No, no, no. No, nobody's saying that. But it's a better Christmas movie. So let's get into it. Evan, yeah. I'm going to start with you. Why is Lethal Weapon a better Christmas movie? So I think Lethal Weapon does um, does a little bit of what A Christmas Carol does. Now hang with me. I'm hanging. So Scrooge is like irredeemable. Like he is the worst. Like, you know, you start that movie thinking, how could this, like, how could I end up liking this guy by the end of the movie? Yeah. And so in Lethal Weapon, you don't necessarily feel like, how could I end up liking this guy? But the odds are like completely, like his life is ruined. He's you find out yeah. he's very, very, he's teetering on the edge of, you know, um, harming himself. And like he, he does his job as a police officer. Like he doesn't care if he lives or dies. And he's like he's lost everything in his life. And so yeah. he feels like he has nothing to live for. So I feel like it's in a way we kind of have that same starting point of like our, our lead mm -hmm. character is completely hopeless. Yeah. And so I feel like for a Christmas movie, that's a pretty good place to start. If by the end we mm -hmm. want to get to where, what we were talking about before, uh, lethal weapon, I think, it has the Christmas aesthetic in the background. It does all of those things. Um, you know, the Christmas tree scene. Yeah. It opens with Jingle Bell Rock. It opens with Jingle Bell Rock. It also 
ends with a Christmas song. Yeah. Um, and Murtaugh's house is decorated for Christmas. Yeah. And you, you can tell this takes place in the weeks leading up to Christmas. The characters are like and, constantly referencing that it's Christmas time. Yes, yeah. they are. And, uh, they, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know if I want to get too, too deep into it, but one of my favorite little, uh, tidbits to the movie was, um, towards the end of the movie. And this is what I was talking about. I wonder if you noticed this, mm -hmm. um, the main action sequence where Riggs is chasing the guy through the streets mm -hmm. on foot and yeah. somehow catching up with him. Like what a great when he run. was in a car. What, yeah. That was a great action. I was run. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, that's like Tom Cruise level of running on screen. So yeah, yeah. So by the end of the movie, it's made clear that this is taking place on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So, I think one of the most clever little tidbits in the film is if you're watching when Murtaugh stops running, says I'm too old for this, mm -hmm. and he turns around and goes, "I'm gonna go kill that other guy. I'm gonna yeah. track him down and kill him." They're in that dark alleyway. Yeah. The garage door opens. The car pulls out. They have guns, cocaine, and grenades in the car. <laughs> the only things you need. <laughs> the only three things you need. If you guns, guns, cocaine, and grenades. Cocaine and grenades, you're set. <laughs> That's a joke. And so, yeah. Don't, don't uh, so, disable so our So anyway, the car is coming straight at Murtaugh. Yeah. And so Murtaugh shoots and kills the driver of the car mm -hmm. gets out of the way of the car the car goes into the street gets hit by a bus flips over catches on fire so anyway the lead bad guy is in the car struggling mm -hmm. it's made clear that it's going to explode you see the cocaine yeah. and the grenades <laughs> the car explodes yeah. and guess what it does on christmas eve it snows Oh, it's did you notice that there was I cocaine floating all I didn't through the air? The cocaine snow effect. It I was going it. all through the streets, and mm. and Mur and Riggs comes and gets Murtaugh and goes, "Don't breathe this stuff in." Oh, and it's yes. it's like blowing all throughout the streets yes. and stuff. It's snowing on Christmas Eve. I remember him saying, "Don't breathe that in," and I just thought he was like assuming like the gas. No, it was the cocaine was the floating cocaine. around. Oh, yeah, snap. and it snowed on Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah, I noticed that, and I was like, "This is great." This is <laughs> I was great. like, "This." I I watched that, and I was like, "This is a Christmas movie." Like yeah. that clinched it right there. Snow on Christmas yeah. Eve. Um. Yes, I agree with all that, but. What's tough about this episode is I think we're both on the same page. So like I want to get sure, some devil's sure. advocate going because no. there are some people listening who are like, no, man, it's not now. Hard. Now I'm a diehard guy. Specifically, my brother, Dan, he was disagreeing with us in he our was, group chat. He was really, I th I do think that snow tidbit though is going to win him over. <laughs> That's a cocaine snow <laughs> yeah. tidbit. I think that little detail is going to get him. Oh man, nothing but, says Christmas like some cocaine snowing down on you. Yeah. But no, let's walk through the beats of so, Die Hard a little bit. So yeah, I think... To be fair, Die Hard has a similar dynamic because it does. John McClane very down is um, down bad. By the beginning of the movie, he is um, estranged from his wife, yeah, and his family. Yep. So he's already starting from that archetype we've already mentioned of the isolation, the hardened heart kind of yeah. point. I would say he's not as hardened or as down as. Riggs. Um, Riggs, because literally at the beginning of the movie, Riggs shoves a gun in his mouth. Yeah, he's on the edge. He's yeah, he's on the edge. And that scene is actually like powerful. No matter how much I, how many times I watch that scene and realize how old the movie is, mm -hmm. that scene is heartbreaking. It is like it really is heartbreaking. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, go on. Um, yeah, so like, but John McClane, to be fair, does follow that same archetype and he kind of has a similar arc. Yeah. Another counterpoint to maybe why Die Hard would be a, a more essential Christmas movie is that Christmas directly affect uh, directly affects the plot of Die Hard. Yeah, because it does. The bad guys go into the building on that day specifically for the Christmas party, knowing there's less people yeah, there. And it takes place during a Christmas party. Yeah. Which is like automatically. So someone could argue, which Dan pointed out in our text exchange, that like if you remove Christmas from Die Hard, it like completely changes the plot and motivations of the yeah. characters. Yeah. Very good points. But I would say, yeah, while Christmas doesn't directly affect the plot of Lethal Weapon, it is really closely tied to the theme of it. Yeah. And I think Lethal Weapon works any time of the year you set it on with his journey. But it just having it at Christmas time, especially when you think about where the film ends. Yeah. When Riggs, after overcoming like all this cocaine heroin nonsense. Yeah. Um, and he like has that moment at his wife's grave yeah. and he kind of like makes peace and he gets invited into Murtaugh's family's house. Like that little moment where like Murtaugh and like Murtaugh's daughter, like invite him in and he like opens his heart up to like go in. Yeah. It, it hits a little harder knowing it's Christmas yeah. and knowing he's being invited in on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you take that away, it doesn't drastically change the movie at all, but it, you, know, you lose that little, uh, that little, cocaine uh, <laughs> seasoning. Uh, seasoning on top did you notice Murtaugh reaches up and, and fixes, fixes the, the light bulb yeah the light bulb yeah as if to kind of say yeah you can fix what's broken yeah I did notice that I remember mm. thinking that yeah. nice anyway back to Die Hard anyway back to Die Hard <laughs> yeah uh, so it takes place during a Christmas party which I think it, it is central to the plot of the movie yeah so I mean you can't take that away from it, no matter what. And actually, and I rewatched. I meant to rewatch Die Hard before this, but I didn't. It's tough. Um, Bruce Willis, what is his motivation for being there in the building that that evening? Dude, you're really exposing me because I I can't really remember. <laughs> right? I, I can't needed either. to rewatch it either, which makes me feel like a fraud right now. <laughs> we could cut this out, we right? We could cut this out. No. <laughs> no, we got to keep it in. We got to keep it real. Editing is lying. Edit look, look, guys. <laughs> Editing is lying, man. <laughs> we don't know why he was there, but he was. I'm going to admit it. It's a movie I haven't seen in a while. Honestly, in a movie called Die Hard, do you really need to know why the action hero was there to save the day? He was there. Like, wasn't he there to, like... He dies hard. Wasn't he... Like, was he invited by his wife? Or, like, was he giving something to his wife? I can't exactly remember. You know what? I think... Yeah, I got it. I got you it. got it. I can look it up. Here's what vamp. it is. He was a... <laughs> he was a police officer. No, he's a police officer in New York, remember? Yeah. And so he traveled to L.A., in order to see his wife because she took a job out there. Right. Yeah. So he traveled out there and he was out there cause he wanted to patch things up with his wife. Yeah. I knew so that. he came yeah. to the party 
And then when things started to go, mm-hmm. cra- when things started to go down, he wasn't with the main group, and so he yeah. like slipped away. Yeah, I knew. Um, I knew he wanted to reconcile things, but I can't remember if that's the exact reason he went to the Christmas party. I think he was I invited. Think it is. Yeah, because yeah. he was out there for the holidays yeah. to see his kid and his wife. Um, yeah, and the uh, the German radicals come in as he's changing clothes. Right. Yeah. Okay. The German radicals. <laughs> That's how uh, Wikipedia the, refers to them. The German, German radicals. radicals. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we're being overtaken by German, German radicals. radicals. That would not have been my no, first guess. No. Um, so, yeah, Christmas is central to the plot, as we've established. But um, I, I feel like I, I, I feel like the Christmas elements kind of die off from there until the end of the movie. I think... Christmas is in the periphery of periphery of Die Hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's integral to the plot, but there aren't a lot of like Christmas moments. Yeah. Like, or like shots or like, whereas in Lethal Weapon, there's so many parts of like Christmas there. Like Murtaugh's house is decorated with Christmas. You have the Christmas meal he gets invited to. Yeah. You have the, uh, the snow Christmas on tree, Christmas Eve. The cocaine snow. Evan can't drop. <laughs> the 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 Christmas the tree Christmas farm tree, drug bust. Uh, drug bust shootout scene. Yeah. So like Christmas trees play a part. Like Christmas is just everywhere. Like people are constantly talking about Christmas. Oh, there's the part where Riggs is getting the the suicide jumper off from the building, mm-hmm. and he's talking to him like, "Hey man, like I know it's that time of year, right? Yeah, where it's like." You're just reminded of like how stressful and like alone you are. Yeah. Like so, that's another like call, uh, direct call out to Christmas right yep. there. Yeah. So, I just feel like Christmas is in in the frame a lot in Lethal Weapon, whereas like, right. like well, yeah, in, the the party is decorated, but and not to say anything against Die Hard because like Die Hard gets awesome. Like yeah, he's survive like it's straight up survival mode for McLean at this point. He's got these German radicals. <laughs> these, these German radicals. <laughs> these German radicals chasing him all over Nakatomi Tower. And he's, you know, trying to survive. The part that always gets me, the glass. Whenever he has mm. to walk on, run on the glass. Yeah. Whew, ouch. Yeah. Crawls through the, the tunnels. Can you think of any, um, can you think of Die Hard as like an allegory for anything that's like Christmassy? Or like parallels anything that's Christmassy. I mean, his his journey and his his yeah. struggle, like, because he does, like, he's like beat up and injured and stuff yeah. by the end of the movie, and like, you know, that's kind of a a, a parallel maybe for how we feel around the holidays of like, yeah. you know, kind of beat down and well, and that's what I was gonna land on with why I find Lethal Weapon the more powerful Christmas story is that. I feel like the dramatic weight to Riggs's arc mm-hmm. hits harder than McLean. So like, yeah. yes, I agree. McLean reconciling with his family at the end. And like that phone call he has with his wife where he kind of admits like, I wasn't the best husband. I didn't like prioritize you or the family. Mm-hmm. That's nice and sweet and moving. But like when, when you see Riggs at the beginning, like literally contemplating suicide because he misses his wife and he's like, talking to his wife's photo saying i miss you yeah and that scene could come across so awkward and weird if it weren't for gibson's performance yeah um and then you see his journey to the end 
where he finally like moves on from the grief of his wife and he finds a new family, a new purpose with Murtaugh. Yeah. Like that just hits so much harder to me because the low was lower. The low was so low. Yeah. And so like the, where he had to overcome, like, yeah, McLean, he crawled through more elevator shafts and, and, um, air ducts, but you, yeah, you're talking about metaphorical climbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The climbing rigs had to do. That's true. It was intense. And, uh, I will say one thing that Die Hard has going for it though. And we we're talking about this a little bit the other day is that yeah. way more iconic lines. Yeah. And Die Hard than in Lethal. And I mean, Lethal Weapon has its iconic lines for sure. Yeah. But I feel like Die Hard definitely takes the cake Does have the, on the iconic yeah. lines. Well, and I don't know. Again, I haven't rewatched Die Hard recently. So I'm basing it on like memory of how many times I watched it when I was younger. Yeah. But it probably is the better action movie. Yeah. Um, probably so. Yeah, I it, would agree. It's more of a straightforward action movie, whereas Lethal Weapon, for most of its runtime, is a, just like a buddy cop kind of comedy. Yeah. And then it's not until the second half where like the film really expands and you get like all these kind of really intense action sequences. Well, and it's not until the very end that you realize Mel Gibson, he's a lethal weapon. He's a lethal he's weapon. He's a legitimately... Yeah. Like he walks into a room full of like six people <laughs> with guns. Yeah. And just punches them all to death. Yeah. Like what? I mean, not realistic, but you know, 80s action movies, baby. You gotta love them. Yeah. But no, I think that what Die Hard has going for it is that, yes, it is a better, I think it probably is a better action movie. It, um, I, I think it does accomplish that, a goal of being a little more lighthearted. Yeah. I, I think it's a little, the emotional weight isn't quite there. And I think sometimes you don't want yeah. as much emotional weight. And I think it is a little bit easier to just put die hard on and let it go and yeah. and just let yourself enjoy it and yeah. well, you it's, know it's an amazingly paced action movie and the stakes keep getting raised and like he keeps finding himself mclean in more and more precarious situations kind of like drive like yeah or not drive i <laughs> Speed. mean you know what I had your back completely on you that. You knew exactly what I was talking about. I didn't, I didn't know what you meant by drive, oh. but I was like, I know he's going to explain it. Yeah. So I'm just going to shake my head. Yeah. Yes. Not, not a, <laughs> yeah. Speed. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of driving in speed. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like how speed, it just keeps escalating and escalating. You're like, this is getting worse. Die Hard similar. I feel like the pacing and lethal weapons a little weird because like you do get like all this set up with Murtaugh's family rigs, this situation, them like the whole first half is literally just them like hanging out yeah getting to know each other and they do a little investigating it's not until the last hour that you start getting all these explosions and these set pieces yeah so i, I could see how you're right Die Hard's probably a, an easier watch yeah um i think so i i mean i think it is definitely well and i think i i seem to remember Die Hard being on a little more often yeah like just TV where it's, I think it's a little easier to just kind of stand there and watch it. And it's a little lighter and yeah. just a really, really fun action movie. And man, it's just so satisfying to, to see McLean yeah. get the best of these German yeah. radical. <laughs> what was okay. it? Well, here's the thing I got, an, maybe this is going off a different path, but which franchise has the better sequels? Oh, oh man. Yeah. 
That's really tough. Because they both have good sequels, but they both have like not so good sequels. And yeah. to be forthright, I haven't seen all of the Lethal Weapon sequels, but I do know they get a little too wacky towards the end. You know, Andrew, I'm not going to say anything bad about the Lethal Weapon sequels. <laughs> I mean, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's in Joe him. Pesci, man. Chris Rock comes in in the Chris fourth Rock, one. Yeah. Jet Li is in the fourth one. Oh, really? Yes. I'm going to have to get Dude, on this. Dude, Mike, I'm not going to say anything bad about him. You know what? They do get wacky. Yeah. And they do get kind of goofy and crazy. Yeah. And and I would even venture to say really goofy and crazy. But Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. 2 but, uh, is amazing. It's But they're so fun, man. Yeah. They're so fun. Well, how about this? From hearing you and from what I've read, I feel like after Die Hard 3, they're really not even like bad in a fun way, whereas Lethal Weapon probably, even when the bad ones are in a fun way. Yeah. So here's what I know about Die Hard sequels. Mm-hmm. Die Hard 2, not interested. It's okay. It's not bad. Die Hard 3 is great. I will turn that on anytime I Die see Hard it on. Die Hard 3 is amazing. Die Hard 3 is awesome. And uh, Live Free or Die Hard with Justin Long? It has its moments. I loved that movie whenever it came out, dude. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. It was rad. You know, McClane just has a way of getting out of sticky situations. Yeah. He just makes it happen, you know? And it's just fun to watch. The, the other one, though, there's another one after Live Free yeah, Die like Hard. A, with Jai Courtney. I did not see that one. I, w- I put I didn't it on. See it. it was on TV. I put it on for like 20 minutes, and like I just I felt so confused. It did not. I so There was I, nothing compelling about I it. Think, I think having uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Die Hard 3, mm-hmm. and Live Free or Die Hard, uh, those two are great. I really like those. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Lethal Weapon put forth four pretty, you know, decently solid, entertaining movies. Yeah. You know, would Mel Gibson beat Jet Li in a fist fight? You'll have to watch and find out. <laughs> He's a Lethal Weapon. <laughs> That's the thing about the Lethal Weapon movies. I don't think Mel Gibson is acting. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I really think he's just that insane. <laughs> Like I rewatched Lethal Weapon One, and I'm like, I could see uh, this is just the kind of stuff Mel Gibson gets himself into. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I understand. No, like I don't saying. think he's that like, like I don't think he's that skilled as a fighter or a shooter. You know what right, I mean? Real life. Right, but I mean, right. like how he acts, like how manic he is. I'm like, that's yeah. probably what Mel Gibson is like. Yeah, honestly, I yeah. There are some moments in Lethal Weapon One where you're like. <laughs> He does some yeah. stuff. You're just like, whoa. Well, at the Christmas tree shootout, yeah. When he's talking to the guys who are selling him drugs, and he does the thing where he's like, yeah, he like, he like runs he like his fingers. Through, I'm like, and then he pulls his gun out. Of like, I don't think Mel Gibson was acting. <laughs> I think that's just what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's just what happened. Yeah, no, that's one of the particular. Pr- parts I mean, of the I movie think it was that... like a cinema veritab moment where it's like, okay, guys, roll the camera, roll yeah, the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mel's doing it again. Yeah, yeah. No, he he has some moments in that movie that are like, that was that even by '80s movie standards, yeah. it's like that was really weird. Well, like if you think about the stuff Mel Gibson has gotten trouble for in real life, yeah, I would believe that Riggs would have that same issue. Like, sure, I would. 
I would believe Riggs would get caught with I think that it phone is, call. You know what? I think it is one of those things, too, where you just feel like Riggs and Mel Gibson are very similar yeah. people. And, you know, maybe Mel Gibson isn't... Well, we know for a fact Mel Gibson isn't a detective in, on, in L.A. <laughs> yeah. But... Like, Do we? But could he have been? Maybe. Maybe. Would it have gone something like that? Probably not. But, no. <laughs> but you, you, get, I just get the sense like, I feel yeah. like there's a like that that he's that character. Like yeah. he just became that character. Well, it's kind of like uh, Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt. Like, yeah. If the government had to send Tom Cruise on a like death-defying mission, <laughs> I think he would do better than we think. I would be honestly. I would be sitting at home. The news would come in. <laughs> Tom Cruise is doing an impossible mission, but this time it's real. <laughs> but that's exactly how and, it is. But yeah. this time it's real. And I would say, I would say, okay, let's give it a shot. I'd be like, we're safe. I trust my boy to try. It's like, I we're mean, safe. I just don't think it could hurt. You know? <laughs> like if the, if the U.S. government is out of options, yeah. it doesn't hurt to send Tom Cruise. No. And I don't, I don't think. I think that should be it. You know, write it, write that down. <laughs> you know, remember. You think they got that somewhere written down? Like, like, uh, plan C. Tom Cruise. Cruise. C is Cruise. for Cruise. <laughs> yeah. We're, go, we're going to plan C. Plan Cruise. Plan Cruise. Yeah. No, I, um, don't get me started on Mission Impossible. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit that way with Ethan Hunt and, um, uh, and Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise uh, as Mel Gibson and Riggs, yeah. but also that way with Murtaugh. I feel like I feel like he really like embodied that character as well. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, I do think that both movies have something do something that I love, where they have they end, and then but it's just the end to one part, mm-hmm. or one storyline comes to an end. And then there's a little bit of like an epilogue kind of like finishing out of the movie um, where it almost feels like it has two like boss battles or like two like big ending sequences that I really like. Um, Kind of like in Lethal Weapon, whenever it snows on Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. the main boss dies. But then after that, Murtaugh's like, he knows where I live. Because you kind of assume like, oh, he's gotten away or whatever Gary Busey's you know he's fleeing yeah in the country uh but no he's going to Murtaugh's house and so then that epic like fist fight in the front yard takes place and it kind of feels like that like epilogue like it's really putting the finish on like this uh this group of characters uh and I think Die Hard does kind of the same thing where they get out of Nakatomi he kind of saves everybody there's the big explosion, yippee yeah. and then, uh, and then they travel to Canada. Mm. Wait, wait, is that in the third one? Is you, are you having a Mandela effect? <laughs> I think I might be thinking of I it don't wrong. Think, no, I think you're thinking of a different one. Let me get on Wikipedia. <laughs> we should have rewatched it. Yeah, I we was failed try- you. I was trying to rewatch it. But I didn't, and I rewatched Lethal Weapon instead. No, it's uh, it ends with, um, let's see. I'm thinking of the third one. 
So Gruber crashes through a window, but grabs onto Holly's wristwatch and makes a last-ditch attempt to kill the pair before McLean unclasps the watch, and Gruber falls to his death. Outside, Carl ambushes McLean and Holly, but is killed by Powell. Holly punches Thornburg. Wikipedia is acting like we remember the names of the goons. Listen. When he attempts to interview McLean before Argyle crashes through the parking garage door in the limo and drives McLean and Holly away together. So it ends with them driving off. Yeah, so I'm thinking of the end of the third one. Probably, yeah. Which is another reason why I love the third one so much. Yeah. <laughs> which is another reason why Lethal Weapon is better because I'm thinking about how I love the third one so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, but who gave him the watch? In Die Hard? Yeah. I can't remember. I think his wife might have given him the yeah, watch. probably. And then he grabs the watch and he unclasps it and kills the bad guy. Yeah. I actually really don't feel Holly too guilty. Holly for the win. I don't feel too guilty about not remembering much about Die Hard because... The whole point of this is to raise awareness yeah. that Lethal Weapon yeah. is just as deserving yeah. of a Christmas watch. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Die Hard either. No. I'm not trying to say that it's bad or that it doesn't deserve to be called a Christmas movie or anything like that. I'm not doing that. But I believe that Lethal Weapon deserves a seat at the Christmas movie table. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It it deserves some of that Christmas turkey. Yeah. Uh, turkey. And Die Hard doesn't need any help. It has no, all the defenders in the world. It doesn't. It has a, a big camp of people that are rooting for it and love it. Yeah. But. Which it should. For those of you who are like, who were skeptical going in, this Christmas, if you want to watch a non-traditional Christmas movie, but you want those Christmas vibes and explosions mm-hmm. and helicopter shootouts... And snow on Christmas Eve. And cocaine snow on Christmas Eve. Put on a lethal weapon. Yeah, man. Put on a lethal weapon. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, that's our defense. I think it's deserving. Yeah. I don't think we need to, you know, beat a dead horse or anything about it, but. <sighs> <laughs> what was that? I was just reminiscing on all the cool scenes in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. You know the desert scene? Dude, the, I was going to mention the desert shootout was pretty dope. That's a really cool scene. That's a really cool scene. Yeah. Um, I love the the shot at the end where, you know, Mel Gibson beats up Gary Busey. They go to arrest Gary Busey, but then Gary Busey pops up and he goes to shoot. And yeah. then Murtaugh and Riggs both point at the same time yeah. to shoot him. And it's just like that slow-mo and it like freeze frames, not really freeze frames, but it like kind of slows down. It stays on them with their guns extended. And then the saxophone goes, dude, yeah, the score (laughs) of Lethal Weapon is so dope that like Eric Clapton kind of jazzy score. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I I love in those movies, like when anything happens or somebody says like a witty line, Mm -hmm. there's just like a guitar solo, like, or like a saxophone comes in. Yeah. I need that in my life. Oh, Real quick, before we end this episode, yeah, we got to share them the conspiracy theory that okay. The Nice Guys is a remake okay. of Lethal Weapon. I'm still trying to figure this out because the timelines don't work for my 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 current theory. The timelines don't work. Yeah. Because in Lethal Weapon, yep. they come upon a house yeah. where there is a suspect where they think there may be evidence of some of these drug dealings and they pull up to the house and the house explodes. Yeah. I was, I caught that on this watch and I was like, and that's what Evan was. There's thinking a group about. of kids 
that uh oh okay so there's more too okay and there's a group of kids outside that tell him like Mm -hmm. the comings and goings of the people that are going there so in the nice guys they come upon a house that they hope will have suspects and evidence in it and it's already been burned down and a kid comes along and tells them the story of what happened exactly like in lethal weapon um but my my theory initially was that they exist within the same universe and that they're two separate detective groups, but they yeah. live in the same world. Yeah. And that, that they were investigating the same house, only Riggs and Murtaugh were there when it exploded and the nice guys were there but after the fact. It doesn't work, though. But it doesn't work because the nice guys took place in the 70s. It took place in 77 and Lethal Weapon came out in 89. Yeah, so that, that fell apart. But there's another one. Yeah. So... Do you remember when Ryan Gosling is driving down the highway Mm -hmm. and he has that dream where he like catches on fire? Yeah. And crashes the car or whatever. I can't quite remember it. If he crashes the car or what? He doesn't have a dream he catches on fire. He, he has a dream that, uh, that a, uh, like a giant fly is talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it sounds really weird. (laughs) No, it's like a bee or something. Doesn't like, something doesn't the car catch on fire? Doesn't isn't there a crash. fire that h- takes place? Um, no, they like crash and then the briefcase that had the money they were transporting, the money oh, yeah. opens and they realize that the money it's was all paper. fake. It's all paper. Yeah. yeah, isn't there like a but fire? I, I think they I think they at at certain points have scenes in the same locations. Yeah. Well, whenever Riggs was shooting at the car, uh, Gary Busey's car, the mm-hmm. front end of it catches on fire. Yeah. And I thought I remembered something in the nice guys of like a car catching on fire oh, in sure. that same exact way or I'm something. I'm sure, yeah. So well, I was here's like, the oh. weird things about the two movies that it's not like they parallel in like specific plot points because they don't. They copy each other in weird minor ways that I can't let go. So think about the openings of both movies. Yeah. They both open with the fatal death of a sex worker. Yep. So, I mean, actually, they're both porn stars. Yeah. So, in Lethal Weapon, she's a prostitute, but yeah, she's but also, she, yeah, yeah, she yeah, also yeah. did video, right. pornographic videos. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In The Nice Guys, it's a straight up porn star. Yeah. Um. So it opens with that. There's a weird thing where they both introduce two of the characters in a bathtub. Yeah. So Lethal Weapon, you're introduced to Danny Glover, Murtaugh, while he's in the bathtub. Yep. You're introduced to Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys. He's sitting in in the bathtub. bathtub. And he's, they're both interrupted by their kids. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Like, why that specific detail? Yeah. I don't know. And then you think about it. One of the detectives in both movies has a dead wife. Yep. One of them is, uh, um, and they like has a dead wife, but they have still has, uh, but the difference is, I was going to say the difference is, um, the one with the dead wife and the nice guys is the one who has a kid, whereas the one with kids and like the weapon is the one who has a with living the wife. alive wife. Yeah. Yeah. But both their kids get captured. So, well, also weapon, nice guys takes place around Christmas time, takes place around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Their kids get captured at one point, like in the nice guys that his daughter gets captured and lethal weapon, Murtaugh's daughter weapon. gets captured. It's yeah. like, why are these really weird specific points? But like the mysteries are completely different. Yeah. 
And like, other than the fact that like, yeah, they're both buddy cop films. So they're the relationship between the two protagonists are similar, but those that's only similar in the sense that all relationships between buddy. Cops Maybe are it similar. doesn't go any further than that. Um, the nice guys pays. Yeah. Pays homage to lethal weapon in like many ways. Yeah. You, like the car stuff mm-hmm. where, um, like at the beginning of the movie, she fall, she jumps off the building and lands on the car that happens and yeah. the nice guys, it doesn't happen at the beginning, but it happens yeah. in the nice guys. I think that's another kind of minor little detail. It's that, obviously just something that happens when the same person is writing it, but they're just certain ones that are like irk me. Like why the bathtub thing? Really, it's just like that's <laughs> the so, bathtub really bothers you, so doesn't specific. it? <laughs> it's so specific. Like, why would your first scene with these characters, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also like they're both inspired by the pulpy crime novels Shane Black grew up reading. And so, like, a lot yeah. of like the death of like a sex worker is just like an integral part of yeah. those stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have this weird conspiracy theory that I think the nice guys was born from like. A, a version that he wrote of lethal weapon or one of the lethal weapon films or like stuff he didn't get to. And like, he right. Just kind of made it its own thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, I would, but I would go. completely buy that. I, uh, I w- actually, I want that to be the case. Like I, yeah, I want there to I be. I almost caught another one where in lethal weapon, when Gary Busey goes to Murtaugh's house, yeah. And they left him a note on the Christmas tree. It yeah. said from the good guys. But at first I thought it said from oh, the nice guys. Man. And I was like, <gasps> yo, if that would have been, yeah. oh, man, you would have just, but I, no, it, it you would have just blew my mind. It said, just now. It said from the, the good, good guys. guys. And I was like, oh, mm, that's close. So, so close. Yeah. Well, man, Shane Black is probably like, I have no idea what anybody's talking about. Yeah. I was just writing. He was just doing his thing. Writing movies. Yeah. He was just in his writer's room. In just his wheelhouse, baby. Having some cocaine snow down on him. <laughs> uh, now who will let it go? The best way to write yeah. a, a script. Just cocaine snow down. But yeah, down. that's Lethal Weapon versus Die Hard. Yep. Honestly, they're both they're both Christmas movies. Let's just say it. They're both Christmas movies and they're both great. I would, uh, I'm I'm going to go back and watch Die Hard again. Mm-hmm. here before christmas because i love die hard and i think it's a great movie and it's super fun to watch and yeah. i mean i i don't want to say one is better than the other that one wins out over the other but um i i love both of them a yeah. lot and i i tend to lean towards lethal weapon right now but i might watch die hard and pick up some tasty little you know tidbits in there that they yeah. left behind and and uh grow some more love for it too yeah okay well real quick before we sign off i don't think i've ever asked you this besides what we just mentioned what's your favorite christmas movie we don't have to dive too deep into it but yeah i would say a serious christmas movie Mm -hmm. a christmas carol right and i would say comedy right now i'm really vibing with four christmases really the vince vaughn four christmases wow i'm really vibing with it i haven't seen that since uh, i saw it in theaters i really like it but also I, I i also really like the jim carrey's the grinch oh yeah really i really like that one yeah. i i laugh it makes me laugh mm-hmm. every time i every year when i watch it it yeah. just makes me laugh like he just makes me laugh so hard because yeah. you can tell he's so obviously 
doing so much improvisation mm-hmm. in those scenes. It's just so funny to me. Yeah. I, uh, for me, I think my go-to favorite Christmas movie is home alone. Oh man. I just love home alone. It's so good. Yeah. It really just, you're completely the, right. The emotions of it sneaks up on you. And I love that. How, yeah. Like it just kind of backdoors that, that emotional payoff at the end. Yeah. I think Home Alone is kind of branded onto my childhood brain. Yeah. Like my my kid brain is like Yeah. I remember like the furnace as yeah. like I wasn't old enough to realize it wasn't scary. So I yeah. was scared like whenever I was watching that I was scared by it like Kevin was. Yeah. You know, and I watched that so much as a kid. Yeah. I man. I I can still picture his like macaroni and cheese dinner he preps at the end. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason it looked so delicious as a kid, mm-hmm. but I've had mac and cheese. I don't know why I was so like taken with that, yeah. but it looked so delicious. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's our Christmas episode. I hope you enjoyed. There it is, man. If you haven't ever seen Lethal Weapon, please do yourself a solid and watch it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from both of us, I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Uh, hopefully you have people to hang out with, mm-hmm. but, uh, I always like to find room to watch a movie or two on Christmas, and I hope you do too. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, you can find us on YouTube at Why It's Great. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Professional Appreciators. I think we're going to take a week off to kind of regroup from the holidays. Enjoy from Christmas, Christmas a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be rushing to edit something or get something out yeah. during the Christmas weekend. So we might drop some reviews on the feed some like short little reviews but other than that we're not going to see you for a little bit and i know that breaks your heart yeah well merry christmas buddy oh merry christmas to you too (laughs) that was like a little too sincere